Hi. Can't. Mm, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Now that we both can hear each other. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I'll kill you. That's all we needed to record, right? We just needed to know that we could hear each other. Uh huh. Good. Good enough for me. Hello and welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And it's so nice to be podcasting with you to take a little break from the rat race. Ah, Oh, it's a disgrace to see the human race in a rat race. You got the horse race, you got Mm -hmm, the dog mm -hmm. race, you got the human race, but this is a rat race, but not this. This is a podcast. Right. Welcome. I've always preferred a mouse race myself. It's just a little bit smaller and more manageable, you know? Yeah, a little cuter. It's cuter. Maybe not as intelligent. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Cameron's referencing a song from this album. The very last song is called (laughs) Rat Race. Just so everyone is clear. That Cameron's Great. doing a hilarious bit and not just no, a bunch of No, everyone who salad. listens to this show listens to the album ahead of time. Sure, they do. And they, they come do. prepared because people love homework. And that's oh. how I think everyone engages with this show. There's nothing people love more than homework. That's what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I uh, graduated uh, college, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do at home instead of just chilling? Yeah. How, where are you going to, like, how, what do you, how are you going to fill your home with work without college to help you? <laughs> Turns out it's not that hard. That's uh, true. You get things we like We listen chores. to Rasta Man Vibration. Which episode? No, I'm just kidding. You always give me shit about that. Uh, uh, once. I'm once sure I gave you shit. I'm pretty sure it's number eight. Not that it matters. <laughs> I gave you shit once. You won't shut up about you, how obsessed I am about what episode it is. Over and over. You're like, Season oh, 10. What, what, what episode number is this? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ah, shit, dog. Um, yeah, this is episode eight of season 10. Um, yeah, this is Rastaman Vibration, April 1976, Bob Marley and the Wailers. There is a lot of synth on this album. Is it the, this, is. is this the first synth we've heard on a Bob Marley record? More like Rastaman um, o- oscillators, oscillations. Mm. Yeah, Cameron, drag them. <laughs> No, I like it. Oh, okay. Hey, how how old is um how old is the idea of a vibration being like a like a spiritual thing? Like Vibes? that language specifically. Um personally, I think of it that is being like a hippie or hipster or not like like a like 50s beat hipster thing. Uh I mean there's good vibrations. Sure. I wonder. I wonder if uh, the online etymology dictionary would know. Ah, uh, very This is good. one of my favorite websites. <clears throat> It's edimonline.com. Attested from 1967 as an abbreviated form of vibration in the 1960s slang sense of instincting feeling, and that's a uh, vibe. Right. So, vibes. Vibe specifically, uh, meaning intuitive signal about a person or thing was popular late 1960s, but has been recorded as far back as 1899. Wow. Oh, interesting. For vibration. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's older. But uh, wasn't really popular until the 60s. Also, shout out were to you, my dudes were, at Online Etymology Dictionary. Yeah, good one. When you were vibrated by this album, Nathan, uh-huh. did In it feel ear, like a, a Rasta Man vibration? 
It really did, Cameron, because I think uh, most of the sound vibrations coming off of Bob Marley could be described as Rasta Man vibrations. Uh, yeah, as much as sounds coming from are a profoundly Rasta Man. He is a very Rasta Man by this point, I think. In fact, he yeah. he uh, expresses some antipathy towards uh, Christianity, I believe, on this album. He does. He wanted to blow up a church last album, uh, and this time he doesn't want to <laughs> yeah. blow up a church. He just, I remember when he just sort of casually dropped that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Cameron, I feel like bombing a church. Yeah. Cameron, so he, here's something. I feel like when I was coming into this season, my my viewpoint was basically, yeah, we're going to rediscover Bob Marley uh, in a positive way because he's been so appropriated by just like fratty stoner, like white dudes who are smelly and wear patchouli and have dreads. Um, He's been so thoroughly appropriated and kind of raised to this iconic status. I was like, let's discover the real Bob Marley. And I had an inkling that the real Bob Marley was going to be kind of like speaking truth to power, political, uh, almost like profit. And right. that to me was like, I was kind of expecting to find like a pretty positive image of this guy as we work through these albums. And there is indeed some of that, but also I'm really noticing things like wanting to bomb churches, uh, the revelation that <laughs> last week that you brought to my attention that he raped his own fucking wife. And uh, yeah, I'm like starting to think he's maybe kind of a bad dude a little bit. Uh, oh, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's at least a little bit a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, I, I, I don't mean to say like a I'm, little bit as a way to like minimize his, his, uh, crimes. I, I, that was, I meant that colloquially. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know I'm, what you mean. I'm kind of souring on Bob Marley a little bit, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> how sour do you feel about Bob Marley, uh, versus like smash mouth? <laughs> 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 well, as far Our as I know, uh, Smash Mouth didn't rape anybody, and I don't remember them and tried to incite any violence. Right. Uh, so maybe, I mean, I, I would never have expected to say this in my life, this sentence, uh, but maybe Smash Mouth uh, is more moral people, even if they write songs that are not as good. Uh-huh. It's really weird to try to <laughs> compare the relative moralities of Bob Marley and all the members of uh, Smishmouth. Um, okay, I, hold on. I'm just going to uh, make a note for the episode title. I love Smash Mouth. Yes. And please um, make sure to attribute it as a direct quote to me. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Uh, I can send yeah, you my signature too, so you can put put that Nathan in. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the i the Apple tags will like take like a an e signature? Probably, um, and I can send you a sample of 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 my blood, so you can write it in blood too. I think uh, Apple added metadata support for that recently. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool. I'm ready to uh, resume. Cool. Um, yeah. So I don't know, dude. I'm yeah, Bob Marley. I. <laughs> Maybe maybe it was naive of me to want to come into this this season and discover like an unimpeachable prophet, you know? And maybe that's that's kind of part of his mystique and I'm getting caught up in like the the blown up image of him rather than the actual reality of him. Uh maybe maybe this is deflating a little bit for me and I have to just recognize that he was just another guy and you know, he wasn't Right a prophet necessarily. And he did some bad things, some really, really fucking bad things. Yeah. Uh, we also have to keep in mind, like this is, this album is 1976 when this is coming out. 
Right. And uh, he's got a few more. I mean, wh- wh- when did Bob Marley die? Like he's... The early you know, mid-80s? He's, he's a big boy. contains multitudes, as, as we've uh, <laughs> paraphrased before. Mm, yes. Uh, no, I think that's a direct quote from Whitman. He's a big yeah. boy. He contains I'm multitudes. I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can get my copy of Leaves of Grass, but I'm pretty sure it's directly in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he died in ni- uh, five years after this album was released. 1981. Okay, so may- hmm. holy shit. Maybe he didn't actually have like that much more character growth in, but in the last five years of his life. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like anyone with this uh, level of influence needs to be um, approached with an extreme amount of um, skepticism. Um, and very few people uh, pass the test. It's basically just Mr. Rogers, and then everyone else is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went on, on Bob Marley's uh, Wikipedia page, uh, and it has a citation for a book called Bob Marley, Herald of a Post-Colonial World. Uh, the quote is, Rita has claimed that she was raped there uh, in Bully, Bull Bay by Bob in 1973 after he returned from London and asked her to care for another child he was going to have by a woman there, which is fucked Ugh. up. Uh, then says the formulation changed changes to almost raped in her autobiography uh, autobiography her being rita but in any event it mm. seems clear that bob behaved in an oppressive way towards her always providing financial support for herself and the children it is true yet frequently humiliating and bullying her so yep. yeah um and i have heard people criticize the rastafarian movement as often having misogynistic uh theology you know, it's funny, uh, Becca and I were watching um, Dear White People last night, and there is an episode in season two where uh, uh, one of the female characters who is always kind of spurned for romance um, for unknown reasons finally has a man interested in her, and then it's sort of revealed at the end that he's a hotep. Are you familiar with this, this Oh, term? yes. They talk about that on Yo! Is This Racist sometimes. Right. It's uh, not so an uncontroversial know. term for people. Right. Um, uh, I don't know necessarily all the details, but it seems like there's a certain culture of um, black man and women and women who are um, very intensely um, uh, misogynistic and uh, homophobic and uh, are uh, take conspiracy theories to the next level about um, race relations in the United States. I mean, uh, specifically like things like uh, the United States government created um, or, or like created homosexuality, like in to like disrupt black families or something like that. Uh, just a bunch of stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that you need to express it in those terms because there are plenty of white people who are intensely misogynist. There are communities and groups of white people that are intensely misogynistic. And, yeah, but uh, it's, an believe- es- it's an ethnocentric like, um, stance or an ethnocentric posture that includes inside of it. I see. Uh, yeah. So, do you know okay. what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it's so not just saying pe- people who are misogynistic and homophobic. It's a black American, um, uh, kind of culture or subculture that has in it, uh, these, yeah, very, um, very strict gender roles. And sometimes I, I've definitely been getting some of those vibes from, uh, gotcha. what we've been hearing and reading. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know enough and I'm definitely not 
an insider in any way to actually express any criticism about the Rastafarian movement, but I have heard that there is criticism or that maybe some members of that religion are uh, almost like fundamentalist in the same way that some Christians are fundamentalist in terms of like strong gender roles and like the woman submits to yes. the man, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So should we actually get into these songs? We've just been farting yeah, around. Let's, let's, yeah. Yeah. It's real stinky in here. Let's, let's get it's it going. real stinky in here. All right. First one, positive vibration. Live if you want to live. Rastaman vibration. Yeah. Positive. That's what we got to give. I and I vibration. Yeah. Positive. Got to have a good vibe. I am on vibration. Yeah. Live if you want to live. That's what we got to give. Got to have a good vibe. Whoa, woo, ooh. And the background vocals say, Rasta man vibration, yeah, positive. I and I vibration, yeah, positive. I am man, iration, yeah, iriites. Positive yeah, vibration, I really yeah. got lost with the I language, the I and I language on this one. Yes. I am man is, I guess, Rasta man, and iration is vibration, maybe? Are you a man or a manatee? <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> I am man, I am manatee. Iration. Last, last album... It was a manatee. Now it's a man. I just can't keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, are we? Are you man or manatee? Uh, the <laughs> the age old question. Um, I there's a little quote uh, about this album, and I think maybe specifically this song on the genius. Uh, this is Bob Marley in 1976, and he says. It's not music right now. We're dealing with a message. Right now, the music, not important. We're dealing with a message. Rasta Man Vibration is more like a dub kind of album, and it's come without tampering, you know? Like War or Rat Race, the music don't take you away. It's more to listen to. What? So I, don't, I don't understand this, any the, of that. <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> Maybe I should have just read uh, the first couple sentences because it really kind of fell apart at the end there. Yeah. Um, at, at least out of context, it did. Right. But I think it's interesting that he's putting emphasis on the uh, the content as opposed to... Um, He's emphasizing the form over the substance. Yeah, he literally says it's not music right now. We're dealing with a message. And I kind of feel yeah. that actually, like this album and the last album and maybe a little bit the ones before it. But I don't know. The I feel like the, lyrically they're getting less interesting. He's kind of just barefacedly spouting off proclamations in kind of like not a very artful way. Uh, right. The pinnacle of and that it seems is, like he's doing that willfully and knowingly. Yeah. And probably the pinnacle of that is the song war, which is near the end of the album, uh, which actually just directly quotes a speech from Haile Selassie in a not very, uh, songful way. Cause it wasn't written as a song and he just kind of sings it. Um, but back to this song, there's really not much to this song. It's just the idea of like, just be positive, help each other live. If you want to live, I mean, live if you want to live is a pretty strong opening line, but from there, it doesn't really go anywhere. Say you just can't live that negative way, if you know what I mean. Make way for the positive day, because it's news, news and days, new time, and it's a new feeling. Yeah, said it's a new Zion. Oh, what a day. What a new day. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty old ideas here. Right. Um, Not necessarily uh, treading new ground, lyrically. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like... 
not all music is made to be listened to in headphones and analyzed either. You know, some of it is dance music or some of it may be like religious music that doesn't necessarily have to have complicated ideas. But uh, I don't know. He definitely had songs earlier on uh, a couple years before this that were a lot more interesting to me at least lyrically yeah i I like his stories i think a lot more than his um uh, his proclaiming songs yeah and he would always fit a little bit of proclaiming into his story songs and i think that was earned at least in those songs most of the time yeah i mean he kept trying to join the proclaimers they just wouldn't let him he was like i would swim 500 miles 500 miles and then i walked another 500 miles what do i gotta do for you people i was gonna do a better version of that bit i started saying he swam 500 miles and he offered to swim another 500 miles because jamaica and scotland are both islands you can't walk from one to the other you ding dong why didn't well, you think he of that? lived in london for most of his life bob marley did or didn't or not most of his life but like the end of his career didn't he uh ooh, um i don't know i think he did i think when he lived in london he, when did he move to let me uh, i'm on his wikipedia page london Whose joke is better? (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, Marley traveled to London in 1972. Uh, He left Jamaica at the end of 1976. So that's after this album was recorded. So boom, my joke is better. No, I think that means my joke is better. No, he was in Jamaica until the end of 1976. So that means while he was recording this in 1975, in the beginning of 1976, he would have been living in Jamaica and he would have had to swim to Scotland. Dum dum. Ah, okay. Or, or, you know, maybe he, maybe you you could have some sort of follow up question. Some sort of treadmill powered boat. (laughs) What? (laughs) When when were the. Uh, Proclaimers, uh, <laughs> hold on, let me write this late down. 80s slash early 90s. Okay, oh, uh, TM, 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 TM. Uh, that, that's my patent, by the way. I've, I've, uh, my, my wife, uh, actually just recently passed the patent bar, so she is now a patent agent and she's gonna file that patent for me, and um, that's how I'm gonna be the next Elon Musk genius full oh wait because the the treadmill boat goes to space too boom and it digs a big hole <laughs> it's green also energy it's a time machine also it's a time DM, machine tm 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 patent it hurry rachel hurry patent it <laughs> she can do that shit now she's a patent agent come on yeah uh that yeah. that particular song uh was from 1988 you're very proud of your wife and i am too I am very proud of my wife. She did. She done good. She passed the patent bar. I know I was delivering that in a like, let's move on way, but I don't, I don't actually mean that. Like, uh, we could talk about that for a while if you want, <laughs> about how cool your wife is. <laughs> <laughs> how I mean, good at school she is. I mean, we could. I don't know if that's going to make for the most interesting content for our podcast listeners. Welcome though. to the Rachel cast. <laughs> Welcome to the Rachel fan cast. <laughs> yeah. I'm a no big Rachel's fan allowed. of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's still a little bit, little bit weird to use the word wife, by the way. Wife. My wife. Yeah, you haven't been boratting out as much as uh, I was afraid As at the wedding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically saying it every 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was a... surprised that uh, she went through with it. <laughs> <laughs> After she saw how much boratting I, I mean, was doing? I mean, honestly, she's just about as insufferable as you are, <laughs> like in terms of that kind of joke. <laughs> like you guys aren't equal. So, I mean, it makes actually a lot of sense. I'm going to tell her you said that. I'm going to tell her that, yeah. uh, that you said that she's about as insufferable as me. And 
I think she's going to take that as a real compliment, Cameron. I hope her response is, aw. Aw, it's so sweet. Ah, shit. We got to move on to the next one. Roots Rock Reggae, song two. Oh, yeah, we're doing every song now. Fuck. So this song, this song is a reggae music. It is a oh oh. It's sort of a meta commentary. It's meta textual because it it, <laughs> it it not only is a reggae music, but it's about a reggae music. Yeah, uh, brilliant. And it is. It sure is reggae. <laughs> and uh, that's a that's about all I have to say about that's it. A, oh fuck! That's I, about all wait, that the song has to say. I didn't talk about any of the musical stuff from the last song. Oh, did you want to go back? Oh, you have like, holy shit, you have three sound samples for it? I had like a bunch to say about it, but we just kept talking about your wife and how cool she is. (laughs) (laughs) And insufferable she is. Hey man, I'm drinking like half a liter of beer, so you need to keep me on track. All right, apparently. Um, Yeah. Okay, moving back uh, to Positive Vibration. So, I like about this song, um, it starts in a major key, and it very strongly implies that... uh, that it's going to be a major key song. Can you play the chorus again? I can. I'm assuming that was your sound sample. Live if you wanna live. Rastamon, vibration, yeah. Positive. That's so it's mostly major there. I, but then the verses hang yeah. out Positive. in the minor key. Got to have a good vibe. I am Gotta have a good vibe. Uh, the other thing in there that I really like is uh, those those ladies singing positive, and it's just a minor chord. <laughs> mm. um, really, you know, confirming that the the major minor, you know, happy sad dichotomy it means nothing mm-hmm. um, because I think it does feel really positive when they sing it. Um, there's a moment where the hi-hat does some really cool stuff. I think this is in one of the verses. I think uh, you mean the Irie the hat. Sorry? I think you mean the Irie hat. The Irie hat. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I found out that there may be an etymological uh, derivation of Irie from the word highly possible, possible oh, derivation there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Irie hat uh, is kind of in this double time. Um, like it's, it has, it's really filling up the slow tempo with a lot of notes on a, on a faster meter kind of. So check that out. Mm-hmm. If you get down and you quarrel every day, you're saying prayers to the devils. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It feels like a West African polyrhythm mm-hmm. um, because the music is just going mm, da, da, mm, da, like in a typical reggae way, but then the hi hat's going, which feels like it's on a different meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, um, there's a moment in the end uh, where there are some. There are some uh, Dorian mode notes, um, meaning so you have your typical minor scale, which goes do re me fa sol le te do. Um, that's 
for for those of you who are unfamiliar, the you you've probably all heard you know like the sound of music, do re mi fa so la ti do. You've heard those syllables, the solfege syllables, solfeggio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the minor versions, which is just where three of the notes change. Do, re, me, fa, so, le, te, do. But the Dorian mode goes, uh, it has the sixth note, uh, le, and it turns it into the major note, la. Um, it raises it a half step. Uh, so it's a minor uh, tonality overall, but then it has that kind of little moment of levity in the in the in the harmony. So it sounds like do re me fa so la te do te la so fa me re do. It's kind of in a liminal space between major and minor, um, and that harmony is unprecedented in the song until. Um, whenever that part is introduced. So it's kind of a cool effect. Um, yeah, so listen to the background vocals, uh, listen to the the female high-pitched vocals, and one of the voices is singing um, the major six note, the Dorian note. Mm-hmm. Second note coming up here. Interesting. Yeah, so that voice is going te la la so instead of te le le so. So how how would you how would you describe this? Would you say that like different instruments or singers are playing in different modes, or is it just like it's all in the same key, but they're borrowing uh, different notes from like variations of that key or something? Hmm. Um. I'm not 100 percent sure if I understand the question. Um. I'm not 100 percent sure like, I can phrase the question well because mm, I'm a are, ding are dong. Are you asking? Hmm? Are you asking why is that Dorian note? not in the song earlier i guess so like is it is it sort of like each uh, I, I'm, I'm just like trying to account for how all of the various like modes are present in this song cool 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 so yeah um it's uh i think the sung melody um the the lead vocals i think if i remember right are all in a pentatonic scale um and they're all in the the minor pentatonic scale um which fits with the ma- the relative major um so you don't hear any of the dorian notes there um and so they only kind of come up when you're harmonizing because when you harmonize um it doesn't actually work most of the time especially if you want to do like three part harmonies it doesn't really work to harmonize completely within the pentatonic scale because there aren't enough notes and it'll be really dissonant. So you have to use the seven note scale instead of just the five note uh, scale. Right. And that's where you get those decisions about whether you're going to use a major scale note or a minor scale note. Um, so in that moment in the song, um, it made the most sense to the background vocalists. And I think to me too, to use uh, the, the major sixth instead of the minor sixth when they're stacking up their harmony. Even though in the chorus, um, the uh, the minor six note, um, the flat six note, the lay is used um, in the chord progression. Um, so it, it uses both, hmm. if I remember right. 
So it, it's sort of a, a key change, kind of. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is Thanks, interesting. Dog. It was very musically engaging in a way that honestly not most of this album it was. Mm-hmm. So I was happy for that. Okay. L- l- a little fiber in our musical diet. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hit? There's one more sound sample, looks like. Oh, that actually just um, already, it was mostly just the chorus. And we already heard that. Oh, okay. It's just the lady singing positive in a minor key. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does that mean we should move on to yeah. the second song again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roots Rock Reggae. Okay. Wikipedia says this mm-hmm. is Marley's most popular U.S. single. Which is weird. I've never heard this song before. I mean, yeah, me neither. Maybe like as a background song or something, but like I, I feel like, you know, Three Little Birds or uh, right. No Woman, No Cry are way more famous. Right. But maybe apparently it's the only single to reach the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Yeah. I and mean, it was 51 at that. Wow. That's actually pretty good. Uh, that's almost halfway up. Um, maybe it just like was the only one that charted, but didn't really have any staying power. I mean, there's not much to this song. It's yeah. just like uh, Roots Rock it's, Reggae. It this seems is reggae like a music. song that's like Americans need reggae explained to them. <laughs> maybe that's yeah, why it did well. I guess so. <laughs> this is why they keep singing this a reggae music. Whoa, check this out. He calls his fucking shot here. Play I on the R&B. Want all my people to see. We're bubbling on the top 100 just like a mighty dread. What? This is the only song that he charted on the Hot 100 and he calls his shot like that in the lyrics? That's crazy. I wonder if that was that's added. insane. That can't be right. It must have been added later or, I mean, if, if Well, that's... maybe it was a different, maybe it was like Jamaica's top 100. Oh. You'd think it'd be top 10. I don't know. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I mean, just like you'd think he'd be like better than just the top oh, 100. Oh, I see. In, I, saw, I thought Jamaica. you were implying that like Jamaica doesn't have enough songs to have 100. That all I got is 10. And <laughs> I was Jamaica, like, what do they what? got, like 10 songs? <laughs> This is a tiny little island. I'm very confused by that. (laughs) If you look at this, Nathan, if you look at the size Uh of uh the United States of America. I've heard of it. It's just so much bigger than Jamaica. It's probably like 10 times bigger. Think about how many songs you could fit in there. Yeah, it's it's like 10 times bigger than Jamaica or almost 10 times bigger. And so you can fit 10 (laughs) times as many songs in there. That makes so much sense, Cameron. Thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I don't have anything to say yeah, about this song. I was about to say, let's other than that. fucking go on to the next one. There's nothing to say about this. Johnny Was is the next one. Number three. Is she cried. Oh, oh. Johnny was a good man. Yeah, so this is a song about uh, uh, like, a, uh, what's the word? Like innocent bystander, a casualty, a, a collateral damage, 
Woman hold her head and yes. cry because her son had been shot down in the street and died from a stray bullet. Woman hold her head and cry, explaining to her was a passerby who saw the woman cry, wondering how she can work it out. Now she knows that the wages of sin is death, which is that makes it really like weird. It's her fault? Or his, yeah, either her fault or her son's fault. But earlier he said the son had been shot down and died from a stray bullet. Right. Which is, I don't know. That's very weird and judgmental sounding. I don't know. It's probably not intended yeah, may- that way. Maybe it's just like a, now she knows that like this world is corrupt. Maybe that's what it is. If that's what they're trying to say, I don't feel like, I feel like it could have been said a little more eloquently. Yeah. I'm reaching here. Reaching. Johnny hey, was I'm a reaching good man. here. <laughs> very good. Johnny was a good man. Said I know. Never did a thing wrong. Uh, but yet the wages of sin is death, so he had to die because he yeah. <laughs> was sinful, even though he never did a thing wrong. Uh. <laughs> it's weird. Um, can a woman tender care cease towards the child she bears? Which apparently is a quote from uh, William Cooper, an 18th century highly religious poet. Uh, it's from his, his poem, Hark My Soul, It Is the Lord. Uh, huh. and <laughs> the, in the actual poem, uh, the www.rapgenius.com contributor helpfully points out that the, uh, poem is the direct opposite meaning of the song. Uh, cause the poem says, can a woman's tender care cease towards the child she bear? Yes. She may forgetful be yet. Will I remember thee? So yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> a woman can cease uh, tender care towards the child she bears. You just forget. Right. So. I mean, unless this song is like, um, you know, maybe she'll stop caring uh, and then she'll be able to get over her debts. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be able to move on. <laughs> Jesus. Just leave. leave, Get over it already, you dumb broad. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this feels insensitive in light of recent and, uh, well, not just recent events, but uh, I don't know, uh, about like gun violence and stuff. But um, so the, the question I have uh, about this song is this, it says it's from a stray bullet. But then later in verse two, as her son had been shot down in the street and died just because of the system. So what is the system that he's referring to in this particular instance? Is Was this a shootout with the police? Yeah. Was it the popos? And them deciding, yeah. Or was it um, like the system of the availability of guns? Or is he talking about the system of poverty, which breeds uh, crime and violence? Who knows? Uh, Yeah, I I could have done with a little more detail in this, honestly. I think, I mean, I get the the basic ideas, but I feel like it would be more powerful if it was just a little more clear. Um, I agree. I kind of resist ideas like the system unless they're tied to specific, uh, I don't know, if it just feels like rhetoric. Um, yeah, it's just the world, man. You know, it's like the world. Yeah, it's the man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, I agree with you. Like, I, but, but it's hard to know if you agree <laughs> if you don't know what they mean. Uh, right. Cameron, have you explained on this podcast uh, your your relationship to the slang term popos? And if not, uh, oh my God, can you please I'm explain sure to everyone? <laughs> okay. Someone told me once when I was a very small child that the term popo uh, meant Portland police. Someone and told you that? When I say very small t- child, I mean a uh, uh, teenager. Someone told you that? I thought you would just like deduce that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it must mean Portland police. <laughs> it's the only logical uh, explanation. Um... 
I'm too dumb to remember if I was uh, dumb enough to, or smart enough to think of something so stupid. <laughs> well put. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have dared to say it better myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I eventually put, put it together. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now I know that Kendrick Lamar uh, um, was not referring to the Portland police specifically. Specifically. But not, not about them. It's not not about them. When he said them. they want to kill us dead in the street folk show. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sounds like uh, most, if not all, police departments. Certainly I mean, the Portland police. They're pretty bad here. Yeah, they're not great. Especially to the homeless people. They're just so fucking mean and bad. I mean, they're pretty supportive as long as you're a proud boy or a white supremacist. Oh, yeah. That's the most recent thing here, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, We're only on, on uh, number three. Do we have anything else to say about this song? Fuck no. Song four, Cry to Me. So I thought this song was like, hey, I'm here for you if you need to like process your stuff, you know, if you need a shoulder to cry on, you know. But then it says, shed those lonely teardrops, the reaction of your cheating game. And I was like, oh, this is more like a Crimea River situation, Justin Timberlake kind of thing. Wait, which river in Crimea? <laughs> How many rivers are there Crimea in Crimea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on Google Maps on Crimea and see how many rivers there are. Which river is that? I want to know now. Oh, it's on Cyrillic. How am I going to read this? There's like a weird canal. (laughs) (laughs) I got it back up this really dumb pun, Cameron. I can't just let it be. There's not a lot of rivers in Crimea, let me tell you. Because it's like a weird peninsula island thing. Archipelago, maybe. There's like canals and whatnot, but there's not really a lot of a lot of rivers. So therefore, well, maybe song that's is why, wrong. why JT doesn't specify. Oh, maybe he wants to create a man-made river in Crimea. <laughs> there's a lot of canals, though. Holy shit! Um, so I did watch um, Crimea River because uh, I wanted to get like a sound sample of that song. <laughs> Uh, on the off chance that there was an organic place to play it, which was probably passed by this point. Um, But Uh, I did end up watching that entire music video and it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, I feel like it kind of takes away from the quality of the song, which I actually do really, really like. Wait, so the video's better than the song and somehow makes the song worse? No, the the video is bad. Oh, I I see what you're saying. Okay, Yeah. gotcha. You're saying it was it wasn't actually filmed in the Crimea, and so it just was like there's kind like of a, inauthentic. There's like a rapper in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a rap. So so the plot of the video is um, he's going over to a Britney Spear type uh, <laughs> character's house. Um, <laughs> a Britney Spear, huh? <laughs> did I say that? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> just another, just a Britney Spear. Just type. one of them. Not um, not 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 plural. Just one. Well, there are a lot of them, and it's not more than one, so... Yeah. Uh, 
so he go he breaks into her house. Cool, cool. I'm loving it already. Then this rapper is the the driver for this woman who comes into the house with Justin Timberlake after he's doing a bunch of very like gravity defying dancing in the house. And uh, Justin Timberlake um, gets a video camera in ex girlfriend's house and what? Uh, does a selfie of this new girl. Um, Doing some very sexy, bitey kissing on him. Oh, um, come on. So that, like, when uh, Britney Spears returns to the house, um, she will see it on loop on her TV. Uh, but also, uh, the, the the real bad part is that Justin Timberlake hangs out in the house and watches her shower and um, gets, like, oh, really come close. on. Is very- yeah, and then like he just really wants to see her reaction. So, ah, uh, gross. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave it. No, don't. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We gotta get going faster. Um. Yeah. Cry. Cry to me now. You're going to cry to me. Yeah. You're going to walk back through the heartaches. You're going to walk back through the pain. Shed those lonely teardrops. The reaction of your cheating game. You got to cry to me now. Uh, you're going to cry to me. Yeah, Lord knows how I get from the heartaches. Lord that leadeth me. Yeah, and now I'm by the still water. You've got to cry to me. Um, this, uh, I kind of wonder if this is uh, like a guilt song written from the perspective maybe of his wife, uh, considering how much cheating on her that Bob Marley is apparently doing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's, it seems weird. That would be a generous interpretation i suppose it just seems weird that he would like write this song from what seems to be a male perspective talking to uh either his wife or so of some kind and uh just like talking about how awful it is they're cheating and that the the other person's gonna come crying back to them and it's like yeah bob it seems like you're projecting a little bit yeah yeah bob 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 seriously bob can i call you bob let me call you bob (laughs) Uh, you gotta stop. If we're gonna talk about a cheating game, yeah, it's, it's a whole tournament. It's not just a game with this guy. Uh, yeah. Um, you gotta yeah, dragon sound sample. Uh, two of them. Yeah, there's a like a clucking kind of clicky percussion sound. It's probably a chicken. Cook, 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 cluck, cluck, cluck. Yeah, what is that? Is that some sort of like wood block or wood percussion or something? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So it's not a chicken is what you're saying. Yeah. And then... Uh, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. All right. Should we move on? Yes, let's move on to song number five. That song is called Want More. What's this song about? Uh, it seems to be, you know, I th- I feel like isn't there another song in this album that's about peop- uh, friends being unfaithful? You mean cry to me? No, it's a different one. A different, different one. Like about betrayal. I feel like there's a song. Uh, it's not crazy ball. Head. It's who the cap fit. It's two songs from now. Mm. I feel like this oh, is yeah, 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 a yeah. song about uh, like betrayal, but it's just vague. Is that just something people who get famous do? I hear, I feel like I hear a lot of like hip hop songs talking about 
like essentially being betrayed by friends or people who pretend to be friends. I can only, uh, I can only imagine that it would put a lot of strain on relationships. That's probably true. Yeah. Especially, especially if you come from uh, like a, uh, if you come from poverty in your community and then you get a bunch of money, that's probably got to suck. If you come from poverty, that's, that's a weird fetish. I mean, I'm not here to like kink shame or anything, but I seriously, maybe, maybe like the fantasy of poverty or like the reenactment or some kind, but like if it's actual (laughs) poverty, like, I don't know. It feels like people are getting hurt at that point. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I, so fucking I will stupid. not yes hand that. It's so stupid. I'm so sorry. All right. Yeah. So it's basically just a it's a betrayal song. You think it's the end, but it's just the beginning. Go down backbiter, down backbite, down backbiter, down backbite. And backbiter uh or backbiting is a form of like uh I guess like working against someone behind their back. Um I feel like it's probably more common in like British and potentially Jamaican English than American English. Backbiter, backbiting. Mm. I don't know. They stab you in the back and they claim that you are not looking. Huh. That's a weird That's move. Weird. <laughs> You're not looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I still felt when the stab got. Why would stabbed. they claim that? <laughs> yeah. But Jaw have them in the region in the Valley of Decision. They stab you in the back and they claim you're not looking. Go down, backbiter. Now you get what was you this want. hard for you to listen to as someone who's been literally stabbed in the back before? It wasn't so bad because <laughs> I haven't been I haven't been back. bitten in the back. Now if the guy had stabbed me That's and true. then taken a big old chomp, now that'd be a different story. What would yeah, what would have been more upsetting? <laughs> <laughs> um probably getting bitten on just because like he would have had to get a lot closer and whatnot to to take a big old chomp out of me the knife was like kind of a, a glancing blow um i guess jaw had him in the region in the, uh, region, in the, valley, in the valley of decision, decision you mean yeah 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 doylestown <laughs> isn't that the name of it wait what dorchester why do i always get that confused i'll do you say doylestown yeah where's that what is that is that a pennsylvania place i don't know dog for some reason uh the name dorchester is a very slippery uh name that uh this isn't the first time i've tried to um conjure the name uh dorchester and completely failed oh uh, yeah doylestown <laughs> is a place in bucks county pennsylvania ah uh, that's it i was thinking about uh yeah oh you know it's no it's doylestown is great famous no one gets stabbed uh there. town of eight thousand three hundred eighty people thriving metropolis oh yeah Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! No, it was in Dorchester. Dorchester. Yeah, the the main idea of this song or the chorus is now you get what you want. Do you want more? So it seems to be a I don't know maybe like a kind of accusatory song about bre- uh, greed maybe. But who is it directed to, and who is it defending? Yeah, I don't know. It's so vague. This feels like I don't know. Just who, who who does this remind me of? Someone we've talked about in our maybe a little bit like ICP. They have like very vague songs about like haters or fake juggalos or something. And it's just like yeah, it's it's a very like us versus them mentality without really defining us or them. Right. When you have uh, so many legitimate us versus thems to uh, evoke, you right? Know? It's like you have no you have no excuse to be vague. You have so many specific grievances you could air right all right you want to go on the next one yeah crazy bald head yeah great title yeah now you look me with the scorn then you heat up all my corn we're gonna chase those crazy chase them crazy chase those 
funny when he when he pronounces it it almost sounds like ball heads it does Mm -hmm. which i also like yes (laughs) um (laughs) so a contributor to www.rapgenius.com uh says that uh bald heads is rastafarian slang for uh non-rasta someone who's generally an outsider because uh of how important dreadlocks are as a symbol for rastafarians so they say real might as well be bald if you don't have them exactly and uh, that's actually backed backed up by the uh, Jamaican Patois dictionaries that I'm looking at. Uh, Niceup.com says baldhead is a straight person, one without dreadlocks, one who works for Babylon. So yeah, boo, mm-hmm, boo Babylon. Uh, yeah, I, I think I read something else that like baldheads might also have like a double meaning for like KKK or like white supremacists. I mean, there's skinheads, like, of course, like a skinhead. Yeah. Um, actually on Pat, on JamaicanPatois.com, uh, the, the, it's, the word is listed as ballhead and not baldhead. So oh, that's fun. I like that. Uh, and, um, balls, um, are yes. often, I mean, they're not bald. They got hair. Well, speak for yourself. You don't got hair in your balls? <laughs> hey, Cameron. <laughs> I like to do a little manscaping now and then. <laughs> that seems hard. Uh, you got an electric razor. It's not so bad. I wouldn't do it with like a like a like a blade razor. That's uh, that's not great. It bleeds a lot down there. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm distracted now. Do you shave um, your butthole, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shave them crazy ball heads. Uh huh. Uh huh. I and I um, build a cabin. I and I plant the corn. Didn't my people before me slave for this country? Now you look me with that scorn. Then you eat up all my corn. We gonna chase those crazy, chase them crazy, chase those crazy bald heads out of town. Yeah, this is like a revolution song. Yeah. Build your penitentiary. We build your schools. Brainwash education to make us the fools. Hate is your reward for our love, telling us of your God above. So that's some of that uh, that like antipathy towards Christians here, which uh, right. is highly understandable, um, considering and that I, that it was Christians who operated the slave trade. Yeah, and uh, there's a genius uh, annotation here that says that it not it might not just be specifically the Christian God. Like there might be more. Um, it might be about saying above as opposed to on earth, like because oh. they believe that highly Selassie, a mighty God is, is a living man. on earth. Yeah. Here comes the con man coming um, with his con plan. We won't take no bribe. Bribe. We've got to stay alive. Uh, there's some great you y- ululating. Is that how you say that word? Yes, I believe it is. Uh, in the intro that we've heard a little bit so far uh, in the, I think the last album had the first example of this oh, and yeah. I'm really into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool sound. It is, yeah. He kind of does. He gets multiple pitches in it. Mm-hmm. Um, does it, like at the same time? Wait, multiple pitches at the same time? Yeah. You wait. You yeah. Listen to it again at the top. Oh, that's interesting. So is is like one in the throat voice and one in the falsetto or something? Uh, I'm not sure. There's a few different ways to do it. Um, I don't know if it's just like straight up. I don't, it doesn't really sound like throat singing. It sounds more like this, um, kind of like double pitch singing that Bob, uh, like tube and throat singing the other Bob. It's not that, um, 
Who's the don't worry, be happy, Bob? Uh, Bobby McFerrin. Bob, Bob, Bob B. McFerrin. His middle initial is um, B. Yeah, I'll, inclu- I'll include a link to it, but he it sounds more like the one, the kind that he does. There's different ways to do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah different traditions of it, but um, yeah, it sounds cool. I'm into it. It's a cool trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some scatting <laughs> in this song. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. Hip hop, you don't stop. <laughs> Cameron, I'm going to refrain from the low hanging fruit of making an obvious joke about scat fetishes or that kind of scat or any of that. I just want you to know. Uh, thanks. It's the only only time I've I've shown any kind of restraint on this episode or probably indeed this show at all ever. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Just wanted no, you to I really know. appreciate that. I'm growing as a person, yeah, Cameron. We've grown, we've grown a lot in this show. Yeah. You know, we've been around for a while now and yeah. we're coming up on we're 100 old. episodes. We're and, old, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, there's, there's some fun percussion mm-hmm. in this. Uh, Is it more chickens? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> really won for it that time. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm watching a cartoon. <laughs> Some real cartoon yeah, Looney Tunes sound effects. Bald heads. Yeah. It's the sound of chasing them out of town. Mm, zing. Oh. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Who the cap fit? Yeah. Be your best friend. And your best friend. Your worst enemy. Some will eat and drink with you. I mean, it's basically the same song as Want More. He's just like complaining that there are betrayers in this world. Man to man is so unjust, children. You don't know who to trust. Your worst enemy could be your best friend. What? And your best friend could be your worst enemy. Huh? Uh, Chorus. Some will eat and drink with you, then behind them susu upon you, which apparently is uh, Jamaican slang. That's like gossip. Gossiping, yeah. Only your friend know your secrets, so only he could reveal it. And who the cap fit, let them wear it. Who the cap fit, let them wear it. Said I throw me corn, me no call no foul. I sing cook, 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 cluck, cluck, cluck. So, yeah, that's like an old saying, I guess. I guess. Uh, there's an annotation here. Um, it says, this is an old Jamaican slash West Indian saying. It actually means that it is your actions, not what you say, that makes you who you are. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically... He's saying something about like he's not calling out specific names of who are betrayers. Um, he just says that like he doesn't have to call chickens in order for them to come. All he has to do is throw corn. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I looked up susu on niceup.com, and uh, apparently it derives from the sound of whispering susu. Oh, that's great! Isn't that good? That's I like that. I like. I like that. I I, I really like words that are derived from onomatopoeia. Slip. Do you mean onomatopoeias? What? <laughs> you, are you saying that onomatopoeia sounds like itself? No. Is Im- an imitation of, of a sound? <laughs> <laughs> it's the platonic idea, ide- ideal of a sound. Ah, I'm lost. Um, you just said like words that are derived from onomatopoeia. And I was like, don't you just mean an onomatopoeia? Um, I think at a certain point. Isn't that what that means? Well, no, onomatopoeia is specifically an imitation of a sound, I believe. And uh, 
at a certain point words i they actually like attain more meaning than just like an imitation of the sound like like a slap or um what's a, what's another one i see what you mean yeah like it's it's more than just like making the sound effect of hitting someone in the face it's like <laughs> i was gonna say or fart and then i was like wait is fart an onomatopoeia <laughs> uh uh i don't know but brunt is you really bear the brunt of my company sometimes cameron <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> but you bear it so well. Uh, anything else to say about this song before we keep it rolling? No, I really only like that first song, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my favorite album. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Night Shift, number eight. that's fine that synth almost sounds like a, like a synthesized uh, steel drum or something um but uh yeah so what what exactly is this song about it seems like he's just saying i'm working my ass off for you mm-hmm. uh i think he's kind of he bragging say? he uh, says everything that i do shall be up full and right and if it is all night, right. it got he to says, be all right. He says, eat your bread by the sweat of my brow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't help but think about like... Uh, Which is is a reference you know to he, Genesis, uh, the old the right. book of the Bible, um, when God curses Adam and Eve and says, uh, by the sweat of your brow, you will toil and earn your grains or bread or something like that. Right, which um, some people... Uh, interpreted interpret that on a pretty like now like it's like in the okay i'm edit point here (laughs) can't wait to hear some people some people interpret that as as to mean um you know in the legend i mean in in the myth uh bread used to be easy to make but then other people like anthropologically uh, say like the sweat of your brow to make bread, meaning now that you want bread, now that you want agriculture, instead of just being a hunter gatherer, um, you're going to actually have to work. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just a little fun little tangent. So fun. It's almost too fun. What's it hiding? Uh, yeah, but this uh, apparently he is referencing according to www.rapgenius.com. He's referencing the time he spent in Delaware, which I think we've mentioned on the program before in 1966. Oh, yeah. Uh, He apparently uh, did a bunch of odd jobs, including a stint working on the night shift as a forklift driver at a warehouse. And so the chorus has the lines, working on a forklift in the night shift from a.m. to p.m., working on a night shift. Yeah. So from a.m. to p.m., though, that's not a night shift. (laughs) That's just a normal yeah <laughs> it's a normal schedule most most work schedules go from a.m to p.m i mean maybe that's why the background vocals say did you say that why did you say that <laughs> <laughs> the, the background vocalist got really confused like wait wait hang on that's not a night shift oh <laughs> uh, that's funny uh that. well if it is all night if it is all right all night all night yeah <laughs> i think we've all <laughs> come away with consensus about what's going on here Mm -hmm. (laughs) no need to belabor it yeah totally (laughs) yeah um warehouse you are empty go around the corner bring your goods go around the other corner bring your suitcases all right all right all right all right all right 
Oh yeah. Why did you say that? Oh yeah. Working on a night shift with the forklift. All right. Next song, man, working at working on a forklift in, in Delaware. That's like, as like your first, uh, impression of the United States. That just sounds like the worst. Well, just Delaware full stop is your first impression. of the United States. <laughs> yeah. What a weird little place. Uh, I've only been to Delaware on purpose, uh, one time. Me too. And it was a bachelor party at a casino and the bachelor party was the, the goal of it was to bet on ponies. Oh no. Uh, I was just like profoundly not into the whole premise of the party, the but whole I was state. like, whatever. I like these people. Yeah. Um, even though our interests apparently are completely incompatible. Uh, so I went along and, uh, I, the ponies weren't racing. And so people just, uh, did the table games and I just wandered oh, around no. and then went to Chipotle and then I did slot machines for the first time in my life and I won $90. Oh, that's, I mean, good for you, I guess. It's like an, and then I won 20 bucks story, but it, instead it's 90 bucks. Oh, well that's, uh, and it actually happened. A great story. Um, yeah, I only went to Delaware one time on a weird little road trip. Um, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. And we, we went to like a little convenience store that had multiple signs posted saying like, be aware if you are in the witness protection program, you might want to wear a bag on your head because there are cameras everywhere. It literally says like something ultra weird like that. It was very harrowing. And then we went to some like dumb beach that wasn't very nice. <laughs> yep. That was when I was living in Philly. What an odd time. Yep. All right. Do you want to move on? I'm glad that's behind yeah, us now. Me too. You want to move on to song number nine, War? Cameron, yeah. what is this song good for? Huh. Absolutely nothing. That's what I'm saying. And also, say it again. The basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race. It is a war that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship so this is the one I was referring to earlier that just grabs a bunch of words from a speech that Haile Selassie gave, I guess at the UN, I think. And uh, he just kind of says the words and doesn't really make them into a song. Uh, so here's one part of it. Until the philosophy which hold one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned, everywhere is war, me say war. So I don't disagree, but I kind of wish Just the medium of a speech at the UN might have been like uh, a better way to deliver these ideas than uh, the song yes. with the exact same words. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's everyone sing along yeah. to this paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves singing the paragraphs, you know, yeah. um, that until there are no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes. Me say war. Um, which is interesting because like, I feel like this song has a little bit more nuance than some of the others. So that verse specifically, like, is he saying that um, war is naturally going to happen until there is equality? Or is he saying that like people are going to fight for equality and therefore there will be war? Is he like almost oh, threatening? I feel like definitely the former, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I, although he does say we Africans will fight. We find it necessary. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. And until the ignoble and unhappy regimes that hold our brothers in Angola, in Mozambique, South Africa, subhuman bondage have been toppled, utterly destroyed, will everywhere is war, me say war. So this is a, this is a little bit of like a, a, a war cry almost. 
Interesting. And until that day, the African continent will not know peace. We Africans will fight. We find it necessary. And we know we shall win as we are confident in the victory. Um, and I, I wonder if all of the words are direct quotes from Haile Selassie. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be out of character for Bob Marley to include himself in We Africans. Um, uh, Rastafarianism is so uh, Afrocentric. Apparently, uh, Sinead O'Connor uh, performed this song on Saturday Night Live in 1992. Oh, wait. So that was before? But she altered the lyrics to refer to child abuse rather than racism and performed a cappella. That? I can't imagine oh, this. Oh, no. That sounds like <laughs> some very not good choices she made. Pull it up. Pull it okay. up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sinead O'Connor. That's some good radio SML right there. <laughs> war. Oh, and the, this is when she tore up the picture of uh, Pope John Paul II. Oh, that was during this song? Interesting. Oh. Um, I mean, she was... Can we talk about Sinead O'Connor for a minute? Because she was like... Mo- I don't know like, much about her. Widely mocked and banned from SNL for the early 90s, um, calling out the horrific child abuse of the Catholic Church. And every, like, I feel like everyone in culture like roundly condemned her and were like, man, she's just like a crazy bitch, like going crazy on SNL and she's shaved her head and, and isn't that crazy. And then like 10 years later, it comes out. Oh yeah. I guess uh, the Catholic church has been abusing thousands of children and covering it up for who knows how many years. So man, she, they done her dirty Cameron is what I'm saying. Yeah. So the first time SNL ever did something shitty, and and fortunately it was the last. <laughs> Luckily, time. it was the last one, and they never did anything bad ever again. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's start this up. Let me make sure I'm capturing the audio. Yes, I should be. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another. Inferior. Oh, this is even worse, acapella. Is finally. I'm getting such like. <laughs> like flower child hippie vibes from this. And abandoned. I'm really cringing. Everywhere is war until there's no longer first class or second class citizens. This is like a mass. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is actually. Until. The right, color of a out. man's skin is of no more. No more of that. <laughs> no, play the whole thing. <sighs> no, thanks. <laughs> I closed the tab. No more of that. Okay. All right. Should we talk about Rat Race? Oh, yes. So my joke can finally pay off. Yes. Let's uh, listen to Rat Race. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> astute uh. listeners may have noticed that that was not actually bob marley singing <laughs> no that is the uh, opening song from the movie rat race 2001 performed by the baja men <sighs> it really warms the cockles of my uh, heart was that from the uh the namesake film oh yeah rat race? yeah cameron i just said it was the opening music for the film that played over the opening oh, credits i believe oh, the opening music yeah well, that's Skype's fault. That's not my fault. Fuck you, Skype. Uh, I owned that movie on DVD. I think my family did too. It's Smashmouth. Yeah, they act <laughs> so excited for Smashmouth. Um, man, we should have we should have watched that movie. Uh, 
we still can for for our smash mouth season though or maybe maybe it would have been better to watch uh mystery men because they wrote all right. stuff i think they wrote it for mystery men or it was tied let's in somehow what it was f- let's just watch shrek well it was it was more famous for shrek but the music video for all star is all mystery men stuff right yeah it was like a weird time i would like song. to watch that movie again especially in light of uh superhero uh zeitgeist i, ha- culture I actually stuff. rewatched it in the last year or maybe even the last six months and is that one of your special gummies movies yeah, yep 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 uh <laughs> it's actually surprisingly good um it has some fun cameos eddie izzard has a tiny little part in it um oh yeah tom, tom waits. waits is in it uh uh paul rubens's character is really dumb and annoying um he's the the spleen the guy who farts um right but other, there's some like pretty solid jokes and, and yucks and stuff in there yeah it's better better than i expected sounds like they're more ga- it sounds like they're gaseous jokes oh yeah good 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 point uh let's not solid jokes okay well let's listen to the actual sound sample for the real song This is just uh, in this crazy world in which we live in. <laughs> just yeah. one of these songs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like weird little details in there. I'm singing that when the cat's away, the mice will play. Political yeah. violence fill your city. Uh, what? Don't involve Rasta in your say-say. Rasta don't work for no CIA. When you think is peace and safety, a sudden destruction, collective security for surety. Yeah. Are these Slayer lyrics? A sudden destruction, collective <laughs> security for surety. <laughs> Sounds very slayery. Uh, for surety. Um, in the abundance of water, the fool is yeah. thirsty. Oh. Is that a reference to something? Uh, I don't know. Based on an Ethiopian proverb, according to the contributors on rapgenius.com, the proverb being, the fool is thirsty in the midst of water. Okay? Right. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you got the human race, but this is a rat race. Oh. I've heard you of got a the rat horse race, race, but this is you ridiculous. Got the dog race. Whoa. This is not me riffing. These are lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I know. Horses it's racing, tough. and then the race of horses, and then also that, but for dogs. Yeah, it's true. Oh, it's a disgrace to see the human race in a rat race, rat race. Again, this is like, I don't necessarily disagree, I guess, if I can, if I can uh, presume How to. How could uh, you disagree with this song? There's no. <laughs> i mean uh, what would you be disagreeing with (laughs) i think like an ayn randian like uber capitalist slash libertarian uh dumbass would say that uh competition between people is good and you know people should always feel like they're in a rat race and trying to compete and prove themselves and stuff always yeah um so i i think there are people who would disagree with this i don't know yeah that makes sense uh some a lawful some a bastard some a jacket oh what a rat race yeah rat race apparently a jacket describes a child who was raised by a father who is not his biological father oh um which now i want to go to our uh our dictionaries to verify that jacket. independently what a weird why is that word here we go jacket english translation bastard child a child that is raised by a male who doesn't know that he isn't the child's biological father usually the result of his wife slash girlfriend cheating on him also it says some a gorgon um yeah like the greek monster from mythology yeah the medusa 
some yeah. some medusas <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait what <laughs> some cyclops <laughs> what <laughs> some a centaur some a satyr some an argonaut <laughs> <laughs> Cameron on niceup.com Gorgon outstanding dreadlocks or a dragon what oh dreadlocks like you look like a Medusa I mean that that makes sense dreadlocks yeah but I don't see or a dragon or yeah I don't see dragon or how either of those really fit into this song (laughs) some a hooligan uh, uh, actually Cameron did you know here's an interesting etymological fact that I believe is true but we'll probably uh, check as I'm saying it just to make sure. Uh, hooligan started as a uh, racial slur. Oh no! Uh, well, it's it's contested maybe a little bit according to Edom Edom Online. Uh, 1890s first found in British newspaper Police Court reports in summer of 1898. Almost oh, certainly from like the variant. F- yeah, almost certainly from the variant form of the Irish surname Hulahan. Um Interesting. Yeah, so it's sort of like the nickname Patty or something, which I guess right. isn't necessarily a, a racial slur, but I guess kind of is if you're saying that like Irish people are law-breaking hooligans. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, my my impression is that um, the history there, like. <laughs> there it is basically just another race like like i mean if if race is a construct which it is like the way that it's constructed over there is like it is just like racism basically right i i i believe there is a lot of like racist pseudoscience to uh, prop up the idea that the irish were inferior to the english which helped them right. essentially uh, commit genocide against them, right? Uh, and create fam- the great, create the uh, that great potato famine. It was one of the best. It was great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was the last song. I've run out of things to say about it because there's not much to this. Song. I mean, yeah, there is not the there's most, a lot not to the this most song. Inspiring album. There is a lot to it, but not very much coherent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. Um, it just makes me want to listen to uh, this again. Who let the rats out? Exactly. Man, I don't know if the Baja Men wrote their own songs, but this song slaps. This Rat Race song is like, <laughs> it's like really catchy and poppy and fun. I like, like it a lot. Uh, um, and Who Let the Dogs Out is, isn't it about like shitty dudes coming into a club or something? I thought it was about literal dogs. Nope. Douglas himself admitted that the song has nothing to do with dogs and actually has a feminist theme. In an interview that was published on his website, he said, it's a man bashing song. I'll tell you why. The lyrics of the song says, the party was nice, the party was pumping, Uh, blah, blah, blah. Life is going great until the men start the name calling and then the girls respond to the call. So the men started calling the woman skank and skettle every dirty word you can think of. The men started the name calling and then the girls respond to the call. And then when woman shouts out, who let the dogs out? And we start calling men dogs. It's really, it was really a men bashing song. Interesting. Good for I them. I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. Men are shitty. Um, <laughs> it was in Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Oh, it's <laughs> It's a baby bashing song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those babies coming in and calling names, calling people skanks. And skanking. Cameron, we should do a season about Baja men. Uh, how many albums do they have? 
great question. I just closed their Wikipedia page. Let me go back to it. Uh, holy shit, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I don't know if we can spend that much time talking about them. Maybe we could do like a little interlude episode and talk about their Who Let the Dogs Out album just for like a one-off. Yeah, that would be great. I think that would be a, a, a delightful palate cleanser. Yes. Uh, ooh, they even have a Greatest Movie Hits uh, album. That might be fun to listen to. It has the song Rat Race on it. Uh, apparently, they wrote a song for Miss Congeniality. Hmm, cool, cool, cool. Oh, interesting. A song in Shrek? Best Years of Our Lives? What? Oh, it's a cover. Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've uh, completely run out of steam for uh, this album. Um, Next, we'll be talking about Exodus from 1977 um, after Bob Marley's assassination attempt. Shit. Uh, So that's when he moved to London and Exodus is his feeling uh, exiled. So hopefully it has some interesting content to it. Uh, Three Little Birds and One Love are both on that album. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, until next week, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review, and rate, and all that stuff. Go on our Discord. Email us at email at boxset.website. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. And it really is cool. (laughs) That's what it means. That's what it means. It's about who's cool and who's not. (laughs) And you just want to really get up in there. Just kidding. It's about Appalachian music and other similar musics. Folks musics for cool folks. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and I come from poverty, but (laughs) I come from, get it. I've been Cameron DeWitt and uh, Nathan loves Smash Mouth. I do. They're better than Bob Marley. (laughs) In at least one major way. real yawn of an episode (laughs) whoops good thing that i just talked about any random bullshit that came into my head otherwise it would have been real short i did as well yep (laughs) oh boy i think that's a pretty telling indicator if we don't have much to say about an album we just talk about whatever bullshit Uh uh-huh